government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real I'm responsible for him, and I told him to wear that mask. And Governor DeSantis, and he's looking at this adult authority and, and he's telling him, oh, you don't have to wear the mask. What was your reaction when you heard the governor tell you and your classmates, remove your masks? Um, a bit of surprise and shock, more of, okay, this authority, author, this authority figure is asking me to do something that I know is probably going to end up being controversial. So. I took mine off. Did you feel pressure by the governor to do that? Mm. Um, a little. It was more of a pressure of an adult figure asking me to do something, and it's just like, all right, why not? It's just shocking that the governor told these kids, take off your mask. It, it, he pretty much said, take off your mask is stupid. And take off your mask. Your parents don't matter. Even though I'm, I'm telling you, parents matter. And he's telling my minor child to take off his mask. He's putting us at risk. So, uh, oh yeah, to I was upset. Very you do not have oh, does anybody smell a lawsuit coming? I thought parents didn't matter. I thought parents' roles in their child's wow. Lord, oh, where was that guy right? So mean. That's the next clip. I thought parents' lives, uh, or parents' uh, opinions didn't matter when it came to school and their children being out in the public. I thought they belonged to society. And by the way, where's her mask? <laughs> where, where is her mask? Miss High and Mighty, who's so afraid that they're going to get COVID, I instructed my kid to wear a mask. Lady, you did not instruct your kid to wear a mask. The school instructed the kid to wear the mask because the governor was coming and they thought it was still protocol. They missed the memo that said, hey, COVID was gone months ago. He's going to put our lives at risk. Well, you're sitting here talking to me right now with your mask off and your poor child just literally regurgitated everything that you said right before he was questioned. And then the reporter says, did you take your mask off? Well, yeah, I took my mask off. <laughs> Does anybody smell a lawsuit coming? I do. Isn't it sad when these low-life people out in the world have to let themselves be brainwashed by Demo Democrat talking points just so that they can try to, uh, you know, get a one-up in life instead of, you know, earning 
earning what you get. I was so, so upset that a governor authority figure told my minor son to take off his mask when I told him to put it on, said the maskless wonder. Oh, and of course, you know, the left had to freak out about it. They've been free. This has been their talking point all day from the, since it happened yesterday. Check it out. Wow. Lord, where was that guy raised? He's so in a barn? mean. I mean, serious. No, I'm serious. Was that, that guy was... raised in a barn? I mean, seriously, this is this is a question I asked. Who raised him? This is the governor of your state, and it's televised, like you're on video, it's going to go everywhere. These kids are at an age where people already tease and bully, and like, now you just, you saw that girl like scrambling to take hers off, like, what do I do? I I just found... Teased and bullied? What about teased and bullied to wear the mask? Does anybody remember that happening? Does anybody remember uh, children, depression, the depression rate going through the roof? Does anybody remember children literally uh, getting rashes and diseases because of the bacteria that was strapped to their face? Does anybody remember the kindergarten teachers and the preschool teachers literally putting a boot on the back of a kid's uh, head and pulling back the mask on his face? Does anybody remember all of the, not only the bullying, but all of the, the, the pressure that came for a child? For having to strap on a mask in the first place? What about that bullying? What about an authority figure making a child wear a mask when there was nothing wrong with that child? Did we just forget about any of that craziness? Now, here's what Ron DeSantis said about it last night on Tucker. Be nice if we can get Ron DeSantis on live from America, but I'll take a second. I'll take the uh, I'll take the leftovers. Here's what Ron DeSantis said about it on Tucker last night. Check this out. Uh, hold on. There we go. Someone told those kids they had to do it. So I just wanted to make it very clear. They do not need to be doing it. Obviously, in Florida, it's a free state. You can do it. But I think it's also important to point out that there's no reason to do it uh, for, for young and healthy kids, especially. And in the state of Florida, we never had a mass mandate, of course. But our guidance from our health department is not to wear these cloth masks. What? And I think it needs to be said because people have been lied to. For two years. And so Amen. I was uh, I didn't want it to be thinking that like they were told to do this by me because I certainly wouldn't do that. And, you know, they talk about, oh, by letting someone have a choice to take off their mask and welcoming that choice, that that's somehow bullying. Tucker, bullying is locking kids out of school, which they did. Amen. Bullying is forcing kids to wear masks for eight hours a day, which they did for two years and are only stopping now because the polling's change. Uh, bullying is kicking people out of work because of vaccine mandates we fought all of those policies in florida we lifted people up and we liberated them from local school boards and governments that imposed them let me tell you what someday you're going to say president ron desantis rather than just governor ron desantis but again that did not stop the left from coming out in all forms of craziness because this is what they do this is what the left does i want to play for you I'm not going to allow the, uh, the sound to be on this next video because of the, what they're saying in the video. But basically, they're saying, F. Ron DeSantis. That's what they're saying, F. Ron DeSantis. But I will show you how they came out in full force with all of their rainbow colors and all of their ignorance and all of their brainwashing. Here they are. That's what they're saying, F. Ron DeSantis. Almost like, let's go Biden, but they're saying... Let's go, DeSantis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they filled the halls. All the gay people, all the people that don't know they're gay, all the people that don't know they're men, all the people that don't know they're women, all the people that are so confused on this planet that they don't even have any idea why they're in existence, where they're in existence, what they should be doing, what they are, who they are. They're just confused individuals, and that we should definitely pray for. That we should definitely pray for because these children have been used, abused, and thrown away like a dirty dish rag by the Democrat Party. And hopefully someday, hopefully they'll come out of it someday. All we can do is pray for them, right? That's all we can do. Um, I want to say to Lisa Naquin, if you're watching, um, I'm going to call you today 
after reading your letter and 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 uh, we're gonna call Lisa Naquin today. Uh, look, uh, her and her family are in need of a lot, a lot of financial help, far more than we can give on life from America. But I just want everybody to know that I will be taking some funds from the Slurp Fund today. I'll be calling Lisa Naquin and we're going to do what we can do to help her and her family out. Again, like I said, it's to a point where we're just not big enough. We're not the war room, right? Where we can raise that much money. But I will be helping you out financially some way, shape or form. And I will be calling you about that today. And if anybody wants to specifically outside of donating on Rumble Rants uh, to what we, we already need. If you guys want to help out in any way, um, then make sure you put that in your Rumble Rant, okay? And I just want to let you know, Lisa, that uh, we'll be calling you to help you out. Let's go to the Lord, ladies and gentlemen. You probably did not receive your verse of the day this morning. It was one of those mornings where I just could not get to it. I was scrambling at the last few minutes just to be able to do the show. So if you guys could please do me the honor right now of really putting all your attention on the Lord from what I'm about to read and try it, try your best to get it off of the news, off of Ukraine, off of Ron DeSantis, off of Trump and off of all the craziness that's going on in the world, because there's no craziness in the word of God. Okay. Matthew six twenty five through 34 and Luke twelve twenty two through 32. And this is titled, Don't Say It. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? In this passage, Jesus commands us not to worry about being anxious, about our material needs being met. It would be impossible to have, thought, have no thought whatsoever about our physical needs, even Jesus thought about his need for money to pay taxes in Matthew 7, 24 through 27. We are simply not to be preoccupied with riches or to spend our time worrying about the necessities of life. These things will be added unto us as we seek first the kingdom of God. According to this verse, the way we take an anxious thought is by speaking it. Doubtful thoughts will come. But we do not sin until we entertain them and declare them. Speaking these thoughts is one way of entertaining them. Therefore, don't speak anxious thought. It is imperative that we watch what we say. Jesus exhorts us to speak words in faith that line up with his word because positive results will follow. Now, I want to stop there and I want to get to what... Um, what I always say on this show when people talk about how they're frustrated that we're not doing something to these people that are causing injustice to the world and that we're not holding people accountable who steal elections and destroy people based on power and greed and evil and money and all of this stuff. This, what, this is what I go back to when it says, when it says, Jesus exhorts us to speak the words of faith that line up with his word because positive results will follow. That's what we want to make sure that we're always speaking positivity, positive um, goals, positive achieve, achievements, po positive thoughts, because we can literally manifest them through the word of God. Okay? I want to say thanks for all the rumble rants that are coming in. Let's move forward. If we speak words of doubt, we will eventually believe them and have the negative things that these words declare. There are, there, is, uh, there are no such things as idle words that will not work, or, uh, work for or against us. Death or life is in the power of every word we speak, and that proves that in Proverbs 18.21. Our word can be our most powerful weapon to release the power of God and defeat the devil, or they can become a snare of the devil. So today, Life from America family, Watch your words. Refuse to entertain any thoughts of fear, anxiety, or worry about any situation you're facing. Any situation, it says. Instead, make a conscious effort to speak words that express your faith, trust, and confidence in the Lord. I want to, I want to remind you guys that uh, the Bible says if you can tame your tongue, then there is nothing that you cannot accomplish. The power of the tongue is so incredibly powerful because it gives you 
that ammo to be able to speak the word of God. It gives you the ability to speak the word to people. And it gives you ability to spread the joy that needs to be spread and the good news that needs to be spread in order for Jesus to come back. You understand kind of why I, ha- I live this life of positivity as much as I possibly can? And I draw that off of you guys and you draw it off me when needed. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Please remove your hats, ladies and gentlemen. And when this is done, right when we're doing the first and foremost section, I want to see every single person get this video to as many people as possible. We have to work overtime right now, okay? Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And for my mom who is watching the show, uh, the last encounter that my mom and I had, ladies and gentlemen, was probably my fault. But I was really under the gun with time and my mom came to visit me and I kind of shut her out. Uh, not I wasn't being rude in any way. I just kind of wasn't very accepting of the visit because I was under the gun with time. And I just want to say publicly to my mom, I'm sorry and that I love you and that we should grab some breakfast this weekend. Okay, (laughs) I just had to get that out there. Ladies and gentlemen, who's ready to rumble? I'm ready to rumble. Do your rounds of sharing. Let's all work together to get this out to as many people as possible and to make sure that we are being ambassadors of the truth and the word for everybody who watches. Put your cups up. Let's have that first slurp of the day. (laughs) Bad man says, oh, you in trouble. Yes, I am. All right, folks, here we go. First, I want to start off with a video. I very rarely start off the first and foremost section with a video, but today I think it's necessary because we've been calling this guy out for a long time. We've been trying to expose this guy for what he is for a long time. And last night, he proved it. Last night, he proved exactly why we've been trying to expose this guy for a long time, and that is Senator Lindsey Graham from the great, beautiful state of South Carolina. Now, I understand from talking to many, many, many South Carolinians why you keep putting this guy into office. My question is, have you actually been? Now that we know how these elections have gone, and now that we know who the Uniparty people are, now we know who the Rhinos, Uniparty, Democrat, Republican, uh, um, conspiracy, collusion experts are, now we have to do something about it. What Lindsey Graham said on national TV last night, and which was accepted by the Fox News host that was having him on, literally called for the assassination of a world leader who many do not see as a terrorist, just a very aggressive world leader. I don't know if there's what... There is a difference between a terrorist like Osama bin Laden and Vladimir Putin. There is a difference. Whether the left wants to believe that that's true or not, whether the right wants to be true or wants to believe that's true or not, there is a difference. I want to play what he said for those who have not heard it yet. Here we go. How does this end? Somebody in Russia has to step up to the plate. Is there Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in the <coughs> Russian military? The only way this ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You would be doing your country a great service and the world a great service. Uh- now, you want to know that came right after the fake news of the fact that the Russians were bombing the nuclear power plant, and the nuclear power plant was literally at risk of melting down, which later proved to be another fake news story. Just to what? Just to what? Declare a no-fly zone? As you've seen, immediately after that, it seemed like people from all over the world just magically organized and were saying, no-fly zones, no-fly zones, no-fly zones. Why don't you want a fly zone over Ukraine? Is it because you're really afraid that Russians are going to shoot down any aircraft over Ukrainian airspace? 
Or is it because you don't want people to see and hear what's really going on, which is why you've literally stopped all comms coming out of certain areas? Huh? Kind of weird, isn't it? Jack Posobiec even tweeted out this morning. They lied about whatever the name is of that nuclear power plant. I, can, I can't say it right. Zapper, Sashria, whatever. They lied about the nuclear power plant because they want to pull the U.S. Into the, big, into the war. The lies become bigger, and it's going to get worse. I do not disagree, Jack Posobiec. And I love the fact, I absolutely love, after all the hate that I've gotten in the last week, after all of the stupid, stupid emails that I've gotten in the last week, and the stupid Reddit threads where people are running me into the ground because I am showing the other side of the story, and I'm not talking about any of you guys. I'm talking about leftists who are on a full-scale attack on me right now. Oh, yeah, they are. They are. And they're all coming from TikTok. And you want to know why they're coming from TikTok? Because my TikTok videos have been going viral and getting the message out there to the people who need to hear it, and they're coming after me at full force, and I embrace it. I love it. I wear the full armor of God, so do your worst. It only fuels the message to get out there to the people who need to hear it. And I'm so very glad that this is all happening, that people are starting, people with a a lot larger of a voice than mine are starting to echo what we've been saying on Live from America for the last two weeks. Don't be sorry, guys. I see a lot of people say you're sorry. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry because this is what it takes. Look, there is no reason for Live from America. There is no reason for you guys to send your hard-earned money to me to do this show if we're not doing that. If people aren't putting out Reddit threads and putting my name all over different uh, portions of the internet and trashing me day after day after day, if, if that wasn't happening, then we weren't doing our job, amen? That has to happen. That kind of stuff has to happen. It is a necessity of a win, it's, it's, it's needed for us to win. We're not going to win unless that stuff is happening. And I gladly, gladly will stand there for you guys or with you guys, however you want to see it. But when you are a sitting United States senator and you are calling for the assassination of a world leader who is the second largest powerful military force in the world, you need to resign, sir. And I'm not just saying that because I don't like Lindsey Graham. I'm saying that, look, if, any, if, if Ted Cruz said that, I'd be calling for him to resign. You cannot take your personal feelings in this as a U.S. senator and put them out there like that. Thank you, uh, uh, Rosa. God bless you, dear. You cannot do that as a U.S. senator. You have to have calm and very strong rhetoric, but you can't say, I just need some, some, some rogue Russian official to just take this guy out. Are you absolutely stupid? You warmongering war hawk. You rich warmongering war hawk. Sorry excuse for a United States senator. I can say stuff that's more opinionated because I am an opinion talk show host. You are a U.S. senator. What you say holds water all over the world. What you say is going to be scrutinized by world leaders, terrorists, dictators, whatever. What an idiot this guy is. What an absolute idiot. And to have that statement accepted and embraced by the host of the show, whom I'm not going to name names any longer about other news organizations. It is what it is. Wouldn't put it past Cruz to say that, says Donnie C. I, I agree with you, my friend. I wouldn't care who said it. You don't say that kind of crap as a United States senator. You just don't. Just like you don't go into a movie theater and yell fire. It's kind of the same thing, but has a lot larger of a, of a catastrophe behind it. So much more collateral damage is going to happen as a result of that idiot saying that. What a scumbag. So... you guys already know what Lindsey graham is about to get right let's go ahead and give him the dumb dumb award of the day come on man (laughs) we did it we 
did it, Joe. Lindsey Graham. You get the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. And if you agree with me and you haven't done it yet, share the video. Right in that rhino bucket. What an idiot that guy is. What an idiot. These warmongering, military-industrial complex-loving elected officials need to go. They need to go. Rocky says, Jeremy, Patrick Byrne is saying that truckers should not go to D.C. Look, I agree. I agree, but I've said from the very beginning that I'm not going to criticize their strategy because I'm not a part of their strategy. It's almost like if you didn't vote, then shut up. You have nothing worth, you have nothing to say. So that's kind of how I feel as it pertains to the trucker convoy. But I'll just let you know that I agree with you. Now, I really loved what, what uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene said on her Twitter or Instagram, I believe it was, because Lindsey Graham not only said it, he actually went to the extent of tweeting it. Like, I get it. Saying things in the moment, I'm one of those guys. I will say things in the moment that are probably, I I wish I could go back, okay? Wait, Jeremy, just to be clear, are you reporting that the story about the nuclear power plant is fake? To an extent, yes. Yes, because the fake news part of it was that the Russian uh, military bombed it and that it was melting down and that we were going to have an, uh, 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 people were going to be exposed to radiation all over the place. And then came, down, came, then came out saying, oh, no, there was a fire that got under control and there's no, there's no risk of the nuclear power plant melting down. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Now, this guy went to the extent to tweet it out, which means that you didn't just say it and then look back and go, man, I probably shouldn't have said that. You tweeted it out. His tweet was, is there a Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in Russia, in the Russian military? The only way this ends is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You would be doing your country and the world a great service. So did you tweet it first and then say it? Or did you say it first and then tweet it? Because either way, it was the same exact statement word for word. You rehearsed puppet. You sorry excuse for a senator, and you should be ashamed of yourself for the people that you represent. Marjorie came back and said, while we were all praying for peace and for the people of Ukraine, this irresponsible, dang- this is irresponsible, dangerous, and unhinged. We need leaders with calm minds and steady wisdom, not bloodthirsty, warmongering politicians trying to tweet tough by demanding assassinations. Americans don't want war. Now, You might find that odd coming from somebody like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who talks tough all the time, but she does not call for the assassination of a world leader of one of the most powerful countries on the planet. We're not talking about Iran here. We're not talking about Venezuela here. We're not talking about North Korea, although North Korea is one of those countries you probably would not want to call for the assassination of Kim Jong-un in public if you're a United States senator. These people are just bloodthirsty. Now, I've been staying away from spending any more than five to ten minutes on Ukraine. But there's some things that are coming to light that you guys need to see, that you guys need to know about, and that you guys are aware of because, folks... There's a lot of false flags coming out right now. A pro-Russian mayor in eastern Ukrainian city of Kramina was found dead in the streets after he was detained by Ukrainian officials. Now, for all those who don't really know about the intermingling between Russia and Ukraine, Majority of the people that live in Ukraine have Russian descent. A majority of the people that live in Ukraine still have family all through Russia. The two countries are so closely together when it comes to their, their, their family, their culture, their everything, their past. So you're going to have people that are still pro-Russia. But if you're going to tout yourself as a country of democracy and a country that is free and a country that respects uh, human opinion and human rights 
and say that you are this great country that everybody in the world is standing up for and standing with, then why was the pro-Russian mayor who was detained by Ukrainian officials found dead in the streets? Now, I'm going to show you a very graphic image in a minute. But first, let me read you the story. A pro-Russian mayor, Vladimir Stuk, was found dead in the streets of Kremina in Luhansk, eastern Ukraine, after he was detained earlier that day by Ukrainian officials. Okay? The Ukrainian war report tweeted out, the head of Krementis OTG, Vladimir Struk, who welcomed Russians' invasion of Ukraine, was found dead. He is an active supporter of the so-called LPR, and since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, he was, has actively called on local deputies to cooperate with Russians. Then when you dig into that a little deeper, what you find is that he's not calling for anybody to, do, to cooperate with Russians because he wants them to join Russia. He's doing that for the safety of his people because he's a mayor, okay, to cooperate with the invasion because otherwise you will die. They twisted that, of course. They went and his wife claimed that he was taken by unidentified people in camouflage, uh, camouflage clothing that was later, later identified as officials working for the Ukrainian government, which would be the guy that everybody's praising that does all those weird dances and tight leather. Now, I want to show you the pictures. Again, very graphic. So for all those children that are watching, please cover your eyes or turn your heads. But check this out. That's him. That's him alive. That's him dead. Now, if he's a pro-Russian mayor, why would the Russians have killed him? So the only logical explanation, if he was seen being taken by Ukrainian officials, and he's pro-Russian, so you would have to believe that the Russians wouldn't kill him because if he's pro-Russian and he's inviting them in, then they would obviously know who he is, then who killed him? Do we have to play a game of Clue here, folks, to figure it out? So you start to see the wheels turning on who's really the bad people and who isn't. I got some more video footage that shows you how bad the Ukrainian officials and the people running the transportation to get refugees out African students in the Ukraine, black African students in Ukraine, were trying to flee and trying to get along on the train with the rest of the refugees that they were trucking out, well, potential refugees, uh, Ukrainian citizens that they were trucking out to go to uh, a place where refugees are going to, to, to be safe, whether it be to, uh, to a neighboring country or wherever they were going. And all of the black students that tried to get on were booted off. And then some people are saying, well, maybe the train was full. Maybe they didn't have passports. This train was literally carrying people without passports, without papers, to get them to safety. And the Ukrainian government has already been known to be racist. Charges of racism, I mean, or not charges, I should say, um, uh, complaints and accusations of the Ukrainian government being racist. And this kind of actually proves a little bit of it anyway, because this video footage has been going out. This is the African students getting booted off the plane. There's no bug there. I thought all lives matter. There's no bug there. I thought that all lives mattered. I thought that humans were humans. I thought that we were just trying to save everybody regardless of who they are or where they're from. Those were African students being booted off a train by the Ukrainian people and the officials in charge of taking the people to safety. So as we go on day in and day out, you start to find out who's really doing what. And then as you start to hear people like Lindsey Graham, and the, and the Fox News hosts show that he's on, start accepting that kind of rhetoric and welcoming it, then you start realizing what's really going on here. And I'm going to continue to do this regardless of the hate that I get, period. So if you don't like it, you might as well take a, uh, a break or a hiatus from the show. Because I'm not going to allow people to be completely brainwashed and lied to if I can do something about it. And what I can do about it is show you what they're not showing you. 
And at the beginning of this, I'm like, I don't, I don't care who's at fault here. The whole thing is stupid. But as I am doing my digging every day and as I'm seeing what I'm seeing with my own eyes and my own and hearing what I'm hearing with my own ears, I'm starting to realize how badly and one-sided we've been being lied to. And I'm not saying one person is better than another. I'm saying the situation that's at hand is completely a lie. Completely a lie. Thank you, Shelly. I appreciate that. Now, let's get off of that for a little bit. And let's move to Joe Biden's flop of a state of confusion address that he did did the other night. Because it was so bad. Put it this way. It was worse than the Chinese Winter Olympics ratings were. It was so bad, in fact, that CNN did a poll to a very Democratic-heavy audience. And even the Democratic-heavy audience at CNN said it was very bad. So you know that if CNN is telling you that the people just aren't supporting you no more and that everything that you said in your state of confusion... Nobody believed. Well, then you know it's a lot worse than it actually than they're than they're actually telling you. It was such a bust, even at CNN, where they front loaded a poll with Democrats. The speech went over like a lead balloon. People just simply did not feel that Biden is either saying enough or doing enough about inflation, crime, the border, the war, etc. Not a poll, obviously, of all Americans. That wouldn't be possible here. This poll of people who watch the speech, or this is a poll of people who watch the speech, and what's important to note about that is the people who watch a president give a State of the Union tend to be more supportive of that president or in that president's party. We see this with Democrat presidents and Republican presidents every single time. So the survey of the speech watchers is about 11 points where Democratic uh, more democratic as a body of people that, uh, here that were polled than the overall population in America. Meaning that the split of people, even though it's a lot smaller, the split of people that considered themselves Republican or Democrat, or Democrat was 11 points leaning towards Democrat. So just keep that in mind as we go through this. Now, a poll of speech watchers said 41% had a very positive reaction to the president's speech. somewhat positive, 29% negative. That 41%, when you compare it to last year's speech that Joe Biden gave to a joint uh, session of Congress, that's about 10 points lower than where it was. It was at 51% a year ago. It's at 41% now, and that's, again, with 11-point swing in a Democrat favor on this poll. Okay? But look at this for the domestic issues that the White House is so keenly aware of In this midterm election year, there are a lot of problems here for Biden. They still seem to be uh, there still seems to be those same problems because 47 percent said he did enough on inflation. Forty six percent said he did enough on violent crime. Majorities for both inflation and violent crime said he did not do enough. So more people said that he did not do enough than he did do. Again, I just want to remind you that this is a majority, that this is the majority of the speech watching audience that is more democratic than the American populace. Now, I just want to read through the actual numbers here. Reaction to the speech, very positive, uh, 41% when it was 51% a year ago. Uh, Biden did enough to address the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine, 69% said he did. Inflation, 47% said he did. That means 53% said he didn't. Violent crime, 46% said he did enough when um, 54% said he didn't. Biden's handling of Ukraine's uh, speech made you more confident. Only 30% said yes. Less confident, 14% said yes. And no change at all was a whopping 56%. Now, this is a CNN poll that's already front-loaded, that's already leaning heavily towards Democrats, and I guarantee you they're still padding the numbers. This, the only reason I'm telling you this, something you probably already could have guessed, is because what that's going to spell in November, as long as we can continue with these state legislatures passing these, passing these election security laws, is going to prove to be 100 seats for 100 years, as people have been saying. Now, here's some more proof. 
Thank you, Race Mom. Race Mom says I should get the Smarty Award of the day. I'll give myself the Dum Dum Award, but I'll never give myself the Smarty Award. That's too much pride. Okay, I want to play another video for you because this next video is going to back up everything that I've been saying about how nobody actually knows anything that Joe Biden's done, and they can't tell you a single accomplishment. Okay, this video is from Ami Horowitz. Ami Horowitz went on the campus of UCLA to ask young students and only Biden supporters what they think that Joe Biden has accomplished and to name one thing that he's accomplished that's good. Check this out. Let's go check it out. But I guess he at the very least stands for much more unity and stuff. He tries to support all different types of people. He doesn't try to marginalize anyone or- um, Except, you know, except Republicans. Big, well, sure. <laughs> if you want to be a part, if you want to be included, you can be. Right, if you, if you stand by his policies and what he stands for, then you're, you're in. Yeah, in terms of unification, anything in particular you can point to about how he's unified the country? Again, I don't know. He's just sort of like helped ease um, some like the distress. Just like a more like a vibe. Yeah, yeah. He respects human lives a lot more. I think the intention is there at least. Look, what was the number one thing that Joe Biden did last year? You're like, yeah, I'm down with that. He wasn't Republican. Okay. In terms of like actual like policies, anything that comes to mind? Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anything come to mind? Nah. Sorry. No? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, Is there a particular policy that you can point to? No. I, I don't know. Really. What do you think he's accomplished? Like, actually got done? Honestly, I can't tell you for sure. Um. Not really anything coming to mind. Um. I'm like blanking. Foreign policy wise, anything you can think of, or economically? No. What would you say he accomplished the most in his first year? Watch this. I'm thinking. One second. Take your time. <laughs> Watch this girl. <laughs> she gets stuck on stupid for a minute. <laughs> I don't really know. Not gonna give you a good answer. Is there anything economic-wise or anything like foreign policy-wise you think he's done well that you can think of? Not that I can think of. Anything you can think of? Not that I can think of at the moment. Anything like economically or socially you can point to? Economically. Yeah. I'm Ami Horowitz and I'm here. In the I got to tell you, these people, and, and, and again, that's who I said we should be praying for. I said we should be praying for those kids who literally don't know any better. They're just told to believe something. You got to pray for them. Yes, they're in California. They're at UCLA. Yeah. Notice all of the, uh, notice all of the masks. We're going to speak about masks in a minute. Thank you guys so very much for all the donations today. Truly beautiful people, and I want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, the NFL, whom I have not watched in a number of years because of their virtue signaling and their worthless, worthless stance on racism and everything else in the world that's just completely one-sided, fake, manufactured, and biased. The NFL has suspended all COVID protocols. They dropped the masks. They dropped the testing requirements regardless of vaccination status. So I ask you again, what changed? The CDC will tell you the science changed, but that's impossible. Science does, <laughs> science does, well, science does change. Yes, your response to certain things changes, but it's impossible that all of this stuff changed. It was just here all along and nobody wanted to admit it. Yesterday, the NFL suspended all COVID-19 protocols for all players and staff, regardless of vaccination status. Fauci has disappeared from the mainstream media. We've been asking, where is he? Hey, producer Eli, if you are listening, we need to make a Where's Waldo picture, and we need to find Fauci all masked up in the Where's Waldo picture. That is your homework for the day. Sir, Fauci has disappeared from the mainstream media, and COVID mandates are being lifted everywhere for now, okay? 
Check it out. In an agreement with the Players Association, the league sent a memo to the 32 teams yesterday in which it mentioned encouraging trends regarding the prevalence and the severity of COVID-19. The evolving guidance from the CDC, changes to the state law, and the counsel of our respective ex- experts as reasons for the move. Should the NFL find reasons to reimpose any aspects of the protocols, it will do so in conjunction with the NFL Players Association. Terms are, or teams are required to remain in compliance with state and local laws and may continue, quote, reasonable measures to protect their staff and players from the common cold, I added, said the memo obtained by the Associated Press. Since the start of the pandemic in 2020, not a single NFL game has been canceled. There is not one single document case of COVID transmission on the field, and not a single NFL player has died of COVID, just so you guys all know. So the uh, NFL has caught up basically with the rest of us who have decided uh, that COVID has been gone for quite some time. And we will always have to live with the reoccurring common cold of COVID because it's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. So shout out to the NFL for finally catching up to the rest of us. Good job, losers. You did it. Now, I want to tell you a story real quick here this morning. I took my daughter, my one daughter, who does not go to Christian school, and that's a story for another day because she did once upon a time and not that, not that long ago. Story for another day. However, I was taking my daughter to her worthless public school that she goes to now, and uh, they still wear masks there. And I said, you know that the CDC whom you follow, like the Bible, and your Lord and Savior, Dr. Fauci, have all said that all masks should be lifted indoors and in schools, and you're in a state that does not have a mask mandate, but the school is still telling the children they have to wear masks. So that's bad enough as it is. Here's the second thing, though. I'm driving her to school, and I see parents walking their kids of all ages to school. The children are masked up outside a quarter mile away from the school, while the parents are either puffing on a cigarette or walking maskless with their phone in their hand. And I'm wondering, at what point does this become child abuse on the parents' part? I can understand worshiping their Lord and Savior, Dr. Ratface Fauci. I can understand following CDC guidelines because you're a brainwashed loser who, who has never had a free thought in their life and doesn't know what research is. I can understand at least thinking that your government and elected officials have your best interest at heart. What I can't understand is after all of them that you praise every day has told you to stop the nonsense, you continue... You continue to create more of a terrible environment for your community and your children and then continue to child abuse them by making them wear a mask tight to their face a quarter mile from the school while you're walking outside. You brain-dead, stupid, ignorant people. What is wrong with you? You brain-dead, stupid, ignorant people, what is wrong with you? This is one of these moments where I should say, as a good Christian, I should not call these people names, and maybe I should not. But this is... Guys, would it make you angry to drive by a person holding their daughter by the hair and smacking them in the face? Would it make you upset and angry if you knew that a person was sexually abusing their child and you could see signs of it walking down the street? Would you tell somebody not to be upset if they saw that stuff? Because to me, wrapping a mask on your child is not only physical abuse, but it's emotional and mental abuse as well. That is why I get so angry at these idiots. Straight idiots. I'm sorry. Just the way it is. I can't help it when it comes to that. Now, speaking of an idiot, Governor Kathy Hochul of the state of New York was virtue signaling yesterday. She decided that she was going to go and do a speech and give remarks at St. George Ukrainian Catholic Church. 
When an outraged protester, this is what the story reads, but really, he's a hero if you ask me, slammed the Democratic lawmaker for forcing residents of the state to comply with dangerous COVID vaccine mandates, including locking them up, quarantining them in camps. And this is what I love it. Hey, Maxine Waters said it was okay, and it was and it was co-signed by the rest of the Democrats in our in our elected uh, in our elected uh, positions in 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 state and in um, federal positions. So, Maxine Waters said we could confront these people, just like that guy did with the uh, the uh, the uh, Nevada governor the other day at that restaurant. Right? They said it was okay, and it was co-signed by the rest of the Democrats. So, I have no problem with this guy did. I have no problem with what this guy did because Kathy Hochul sat up there preaching and virtue signaling to a Ukrainian Catholic church when she doesn't give a damn about Catholics. We all know it. She doesn't give a damn about anybody. We know this because of what she's done. We know this because of how she's treated people. I'm going to go ahead and play this video right now for you. Check this out. I think I'll... See a show tonight. Why don't you tell them about the camps? Hmm? Murdering children. Why don't you tell them about the camps? Why don't you tell them about the camps, huh, Governor? Why don't you tell the children about the cancer that's going into these bioweapons that you just injected them with? Why don't you tell them about that? You devil in a blue dress, you're a wench, okay? Do you understand? You don't care about Ukraine until now. Yes, you virtue signaling devil in a blue dress. Look at you. Please, sir. She doesn't care about it. Please leave. This is not the time. All right. This is not the time. I'm just letting you know. She's killing you. She's putting in camps. We know about the camps in Newburgh, okay? She has containment camps that she put into order, all right? Using a health regulation. She's gonna lock us all up. Look it up. BeFree.nyc. Infowars.com. Infowars.com. Look it up. He's actually right. You're all being duped. You're all being duped. And that, ladies and gentlemen, I have no problem with. I have no problem with calling out the devil in the Lord's house, in the Lord's home, in the Lord's sanctuary. I have no problem with calling the devil in the blue dress the devil in the blue dress. Good on that man. Good on that man. Amen. That's exactly what we should be doing. Especially, especially if you're going to virtue signal in the Lord's house like that, knowing darn well what you've been causing on this world. Knowing darn well you've been um, violating human rights and locking people up. We reported on it here three months ago. I know that that's true. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, he's going to get. The Smarty Award of the Day is going to go to that gentleman. I do not know what his name is. But we'll just call him the hero of the day, not only for calling out and confronting these globalist, um, lying, cheating, corrupted thieves, but for also doing it in the house of the Lord exactly where you should do it. 
Now, I want to end the show. I think I have enough time. I do. I want to end the show uh, with a story that happened to me this morning. And uh, I don't really know why it happened. I don't really know what the reason that God put me in this position was for this morning. Looking back on it, it, it happened right before I got to the studio, so I don't really know exactly what to think of it, but it happened, and I want to share the story with you, okay? So I got back from dropping my daughter off at school, and I'm driving uh, on the main road that comes into the, uh, the, the town that I live in, and I saw a woman. Now, it's about, I don't know, it's probably 15 degrees here, 20 degrees maybe. It's below freezing. It's really cold. And I saw a woman, an older woman, um, walking on the side of the road with a blanket draped over her and a whole bunch of bags she was trying to carry. And some of them were shopping bags. Some of them were just plastic bags. I don't know what was in the bags. And it looked like she had some stuff under her arms, like some clothes and stuff. And uh, she was looking like she had a hard time walking. And um, as I drove by her, I slowed down. And I looked, and she kind of turned her head, and she was in tears. And she was like, you know when you get really cold, and you're like, you're chattering, and you're like, she was like that, and she had a blanket over her with no coat on. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? So I pulled over about, I don't know, 20, 30 yards ahead of her. And um, no, there is a show tonight. There is a show tonight. Tonight, there is a show, just to let you know. I just saw that. So I pulled about 20 or 30 yards ahead of her, and I was, uh, I was on the phone, on, on the, uh, the, the truck phone, and I told my buddy, I said, hey, I got to call you back. And I opened my door. And I got out on my, uh, my running boards in my truck, and I looked back, and I said, are you okay? And she tried, to, uh, she tried to speak, but she was chattering too hard. She was too cold. And I said, do you need a ride? Are you okay? And she kind of went like that, and she, you know, she started to hurry up. I said, take your time. It's okay. I got my hazards on. Uh, she came to the door. I unlocked the door, and she got into the, drive, uh, the passenger seat. And I said, are you okay? Now, she reeked of cigarettes. I just something just a, a th- something that I remember she w- reeked of cigarettes and she got in I said are you okay and she's trying to talk to me and she was shattering uh, chattering and and she pulled her hands out of her coat because she had her uh, not her coat but her sleeve she had her hands in her sleeve she had a long sleeve shirt on and her her fingers were like blue like purple blue and I said oh my god are you okay do you need do you need like medical attention are you all right she's crying hysterical and she said um that her husband or boyfriend I don't know what she referred to him as had kicked her out of the house and she'd been outside for hours and I said well she said I don't have my phone I don't have my wallet I have nothing he kicked me out of the house I grabbed what I could on the way out I grabbed this blanket and I've been outside for hours and I said well where are you going can I give you a ride somewhere or 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 what and she said can you take me to Union Street which is about half a mile maybe a mile away and I said yeah I can take you so I, I took her up, and while we're driving, I said, are you hurt? Do you need, like, to go to the police station? Do you need to go to the hospital? I can take you. And she said, no, I just need, I, I need, to, go, I need to go where I, I know that somebody will let me, let me in. And I said, are you sure? And she said, yeah, thank you so much. And she goes, now, while we were driving up there and getting closer, she goes, it's up here at the end of this block on the right. I said, okay. And she's going, she goes, oh, please, please, oh, please answer the door. Somebody, please answer the door. I'll go to church every Sunday. Please answer the door. And I said, you know, I do. And I said, well, not every Sunday. There's a lot of Sundays I miss, but I try to make it a point to go to church as much as I possibly can. I said, because it's the only people, person we're going to be able to lean on is God. I said, are you, are you, do you need me to do anything else? She goes, no, I just hope these people answer the door. And I said, okay. And so we passed the place. And it actually was nice that we passed the place because it actually gave me about 30 seconds more to talk to her. And I said, okay, I'll just pull over here. I'll turn around and go back. So I turned around, went back, pulled over in the place where she said to, um, to go. And I said, Hey, before you go, I said, uh, just know, I said that God is with you. God is with you. And don't let this be what makes you to go to church every day. Just go. Okay. Everything's going to be okay. And she said, thank you. And she got out and she crossed the road and went into this, went up into this, I, I guess this apartment complex or something. I drove away after that. Um, again, maybe just some reassurance to push her towards God was all that was about. But my point of the story of telling you that is don't miss opportunities to do something for somebody else regardless of whatever it is they need. If you see somebody in need or you hear about somebody who's in need, do what you can to get involved. 
Because those are the opportunities that you get up every morning and you say, God, please direct me to a path to help somebody today. Whatever it is you need me to do. So I don't know if I was that person that she needed, but I took the opportunity and it may have helped her. I don't know. I hope it did. I pray it did. Just look for the opportunities that God's putting in front of you because it could be the difference between somebody's life or their death. Amen? All right. Folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today, this beautiful Friday. I will be here tonight, 5 p.m. with more Live from America. This is the Friday that I'm on at the, in the evening. Uh, remember, folks, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. If you have not yet become a monthly donor, if, you, or if you're looking to donate to the show, please go to JeremyHarrell.com. We could still use some more financial support there. Uh, it's all secure by Align Pay, a Christian conservative company. And uh, if you need anything else and any, any other assistance in it, just let me know. And also check out the store. We got a lot of new items on there and more to come next week. God bless you guys. Remember, keep your families close. Keep smiles on your face no, for, no, no matter what. And spread the gospel because you will ultimately spread joy for somebody who needs it. See you tonight, guys. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America. First place. Black, white, brown, all cities, all towns. The rebirth of America. Long as I'm living and breathing.